We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Anthony Heron, score football analyst. David Montgomery struggled with early in his career. There's a lot of dancing in the backfield. He's gotten more and more effective throughout his time with the Bears at getting downhill. Former NFL defensive lineman and Iowa Hawkeye. And as long as that ends up being the case, hey, Bishop, I'm still on the radio. No, it's all right. He can hang. Paw Patrol. I need another Paw Patrol. Okay, I'm going to come turn <laughs> yeah, it on in just yeah, a couple yeah, of yeah. moments, all right? Big and Heron. Mr. Hedden, I want to compliment you. You're doing a fine job. With Bernstein and Holmes on the score. Anthony Herons brought to you by Global Biotech Company, Horizon Therapeutics, where the mission to transform patients' lives is personal. We just replayed three minutes of you with some receipts. Was it three minutes? Did I go for that long? Oh, you went longer. We, 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 pulled, we, we pulled the core three minutes of what was said when, when you know, your voice started to, to rise and timber I, a little bit. Nah, yeah. That was good stuff. It was, that wasn't, it was that wasn't, real. That wasn't the direction I was planning on no, going No, that was real. Night. Um, That's all right for a talk show host. Like those, are, those are the moments that I think connect people with you as a host mm-hmm. when – you're exasperated and you're going and you've tried to do it the more respectable way. Like you, you here, Can I've been kind of balanced and measured with things. I've usually. outlined all of this stuff and people are still doing the dumb stuff. What happens if I turn the volume up and the bass up on my voice and then give my thoughts well, I said louder and more slowly, perhaps you'll get it. And, my my point is is certainly not that Justin Fields has arrived, and my my point, I don't believe necessarily is even that my my perception of Justin Fields is is the only accurate one. But I believe through two years of play in the National Football League, that like for me, part of it is projection, and I believe we're seeing the projection, the ascension begin to play out. We saw a lot of those examples this season, and I believe people are ignoring what actually took place this season and only so you know sort of marginalizing the highlights we saw with his legs and not respecting the growth that legitimately took place with with just the mechanics of of traditional quarterback play and then you also get 
the really fun stuff, the, the highlight stuff, the things that trend on Twitter, the things that take over social media, those became a part of his game throughout the season that he just kind of figured out on the go. But you got enhanced like for, for a two-month stretch, just almost on a weekly basis, frankly, you know, before, like I referenced last night, like I've been talking to you guys about since, since the Giants game, the mechanics and the decisiveness of him just playing traditional quarterback have been improving throughout the season. And then for, I just, you know, we, we've had the stats debate before. I, I haven't paid close attention to the stats with Justin Fields because there's a lot in his game that that has, through my evaluation and others, needed to be refined at the professional level that's in the process of being refined. And then just after I got a couple of callers and a couple of texts, people excited about the number one pick but want to talk about trading for, for a QB. One, nobody who called asking about trading for a QB had a guy in mind that they'd like to draft instead of Justin Fields. It's just the notion of trading for a quarterback because they view Justin Fields in this certain lens of being a run-first QB, a running QB who can't pass the football yet. But even beyond not knowing who you want to take, it ignores what we witnessed him do this season and in a commercial break. I just looked at the numbers. I got I keep telling people, whether it's on Bears Unleashed or here on the station, whatever, like that eight-game stretch. He played bad against Detroit. Had a couple of moments early, didn't throw the ball, was first time since that Washington game that he looked indecisive, looked hesitant, and just overall just didn't have a good day against the Lions. So I, I was kind of hoping, like we talked about last week, would have been nice for him to end the season on a more positive note. But okay, whatever, he didn't. He didn't play well against the Lions. The eight games between Commanders and Lions, he was balling as a passer. He faced Jalen Hurts. Outplayed him as a passer. Faced Josh Allen. Outplayed him as a passer, both games in extremely difficult weather conditions that both those guys in the MVP conversation, Josh Allen on an annual basis at this point, who's been in those conditions like they were out there on the field at Soldier Field that day far more frequently than Justin has, certainly as a professional, he looked better than both those guys, more composed than each of those guys in those games. Now, he is not a better quarterback yet than they are. He just hasn't established a consistency of productivity. So I wouldn't be willing to say that by comparison to even Jalen Hurts, let alone Josh Allen. But on the field, on those days, he outperformed each of those guys who are MVP caliber players at this point. And he outplayed them as a passer, not as a runner. And we're still ignoring that for some reason. Yes, it's problematic. And and it's it's funny because I, I, I don't want to make this too straw manny, mm-hmm. but it feels as if to me that the people who are dug in into the camp of, well, guys, don't get too far ahead of yourself on this, are only looking for confirmation bias of don't look too far ahead on this and not seeing the stuff that you're not opening up their eyes and being willing to go, oh, wow, like that was a really great throw. It's not Justin's fault that the receiver didn't catch it. Mm. Or that was a really good read that he made. That was a good choice that he made on that throw. Or being sacked a league high 55 times as all of this is going on is a bit of a headwind. Yeah, and, and, and the caveat is worthwhile that some of those sacks are on him because he is still more methodical going through yes. the procedure than, than you would like at times. But that quickened up so much throughout the season. And, and a game like... Which game? I think it was the Buffalo game. Really, both games, back to back, Philadelphia and Buffalo, 
where he was willing to. And which one was the one when he only had seven carries? Was that the Philly game where he didn't really even take off and run very much? I think it was the game against the Eagles where he was under immense duress from the pass rush. I'll look it up while I'm talking here. He was under immense duress from one of the top pass rushes in football. Came out of that game with how many rush attempts? So 15 rush attempts against Philly. So the Buffalo game, he had seven rush attempts. And that was a game where he had already talked going into the Buffalo game about the all-time rushing record and and how fun it would be to achieve that, but not necessarily something he was he had been planning to do coming and, in. And Buffalo did a good job. Buffalo uh, did a good they job. Are, that, is, that is a really good defense with with edge speed and and stout guys out there, and they contained him. And he didn't force the issue. He he was willing to hang within the pocket, read the defense, throw the football, and again extremely different between the temperature and the wind gusts. Josh Allen, you know, seven foot tall with the biggest hands ever and the strongest arm in the league. Josh Allen spraying the ball all over the field, throwing it directly to Bears defenders. Justin Fields was the one who played composed within the pocket, was accurate, decisive, and the Bears had an opportunity to at least hang with Buffalo and a chance to win that game. I still think that we are in a place um, where, and the three of us have discussed it as a show, I still think that we are in a place where people don't haven't understood that the evolution is here now, and the and the evolution is televised. That's right. It, it it's going on every week in the NFL. You look at the list of quarterbacks that are going to be playing in the playoffs this year. We are now we are now beyond a pocket passer being the only thing that can win football games, and. When you're stuck looking at Tom Brady as the gold standard, that's fine. But you have to understand that he is so much of an outlier mm-hmm. on so many different fronts. They aren't growing pocket quarterbacks anymore because high school coaches and college coaches have figured out the value of, hey, who's the best athlete on the team? What if I gave him the ball? Yeah. Every play. Every snap. Every play. Oh, and we can work on the the refining of the mechanics. Steve Young said it really great a few weeks ago, and we spotlighted it here as a show. Now it's incumbent upon every staff around the NFL to make sure that you've got coaches who know how the game has changed and, and they can coach to it. And that's why I give a lot of credit to Matt Eberflus and Luke Getze because they recognized something was going on, and they said, let's work with our guy to change this. A little bit of breaking news here, and breaking news on the score is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today, and there's going to be a lot of news today, as there usually is on on what we've termed whacking day. The Titans have officially requested... Uh, an interview with Bears assistant general manager Ian Cunningham. Yeah, that's mm. not a surprise for their open position. So that is not a surprise at all. I think we will hear his name mentioned elsewhere. Here's what I was told when the Bears brought Ian Cunningham here, a league source said to me he would be shocked if Cunningham isn't a general manager within one year. So I've I've been playing from the idea of Ian Cunningham is out of here. <laughs> He's going to be able to run his own. He's very high on people's list to run their program. And obviously with the Tennessee Titans and the way things fell apart, going all the way back to them allowing their, best off, their second best offensive player to leave the team, 
because of money. And then seeing the difference that that makes. You know you have a really good coach. By the way, I know this sounds stupid considering what happened. I feel like Josh Dobbs, like, I hope someone sends him, like, a candy gram or something. Because I thought that for the situation he was put in, he played pretty well. Hey, this guy that we drafted sucks. (laughs) So we need someone to play these games where we still got a shot to make the playoffs. All right, I'm an engineer or whatever. I'll come in and play. And he played all right. He held it together. He held it together. And I think one thing you've noticed with uh, with Ryan Poles and, and Ian Cunningham coming in as a tandem, Ryan Poles has been has almost gone out of his way to sort of reference them as a tandem. It, it's If I'm remembering correctly, it's a job title that didn't even exist prior to Ian Cunningham being here. So being the, the Bears' assistant general manager coming in with Poles and so frequently Ryan Poles talking about the work that not only he but Ian Cunningham have done, it certainly seems that as a – as a tandem, you know, they've, they've been hoping that this opportunity would be there. We'll see. You know, if he ends up getting the gig, great for him. If he doesn't, then, then in theory, good for the Bears because at least you have continued continuity. But I, I completely agree. This, this is a, a name that has been out there for a minute, and I would imagine it won't be the only interview he'll, he'll end up having access to. To satisfy the people that are like, well, I mean, sure, you've got numbers and video to back up your assertion about Justin Fields being a better passer, but mm-hmm. – my, I've got old white man sources that say he might be a gimmick. What are the things that Justin Fields can do better? I think. What that, are you laughing at, Dan? <laughs> I'm picturing the room full of old white old man white man sources. sources. It's like Don Amici <laughs> and Wilford Brimley. Don Amici would be a great face for old white man sources. <laughs> He's a running back. <laughs> I say you convert him to safety. That's the right thing to do. And I got diabetes. Diabetes. Yes, Wilford Brimley. Uh-huh. And I love the way he pronounced diabetes. Ralph by Bellamy the way. Is aren't you, Dan, aren't you older now than Wilford Brimley was when he yes, did Cocoon? Yes, I'm past, really? the, past the Cocoon line. The Brimley How line. How young was Wilford Brimley <laughs> in Cocoon? I think he was 49. No, I think he was 51. I think when, when he was in Cocoon. I would have sworn he was 80. No, there is a... He's one of those guys that's been old yeah. for forever. Yeah, there's a Twitter account called the Brimley Line uh, that, that will, when, when, so when a celebrity reaches the Brimley Line, they will usually... Like Abe Vigoda's got to still be alive, right? No, Abe's long dead. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Because he was 95 for about 40 years. For a long years. time. Yeah. But we were... Maybe I was joking about it when... Uh, I don't know if you saw the Bulls post game. He the was other night. 50 years and nine months yeah. old when he did he was 50. So I thought. Wow. I, on Bulls post game the other night with Kendall Gill in his, in his brown sweater. Did you see him? I did. And I just, I said he was doing his, like, I was talking to a friend. And I said, look at, look at Kendall looking like Fred McMurray. <laughs> and I said, I said, that is the official uniform of the Jordan is better than LeBron camp. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we can put Fred McMurray in the room, old white people too, criticizing quarterback yeah. play. Everybody just gets the FedEx in the mail. They still got this, the same mm-hmm. deal. Going. Yep, they yep. have to. Uh, uh, LeBron will never be as good as Jordan. He's better than Jordan in everything. <laughs> Literally everything. <laughs> nope, nope, not in my world. He's not. Nope, going to eat my grape nuts now. <laughs> He'll keep away the diabetes. <laughs> keep the diabetes. Right thing to do and the right way to do it. <laughs> what was your question, by the way, Lawrence? I don't even know. Okay. Oh no. Where, right. What? Where are the? Where? Are the, what are the elements of? 
improvement you would like to see from oh, Justin Fields? That, that I would like to continue saying that that he's already begun improving at. You know, we, we, what we saw against Detroit was a guy who did begin looking more hesitant in the pocket again, less decisive with where to go with the football because even just in evaluating, like one of the reasons I started talking to you guys even after that Giants game, the week after they played the Texans, where I saw improvement there, where, you know, the passing numbers weren't, weren't anything special against the Giants. But you saw a guy, when he hit his back step, he knew where to go with the football. You can tell as he went through his read progression, whether it's a three-step drop, five-step drop, off the mesh point, whatever it was, where he, he was evaluating the defense with where to go with the football. There were times where, as he was trying to figure out where to go with it, where, you know, he wouldn't get the ball out of his hands. Under the blitz, he would take off and run. But when he was in the pocket, you could tell there was improvement in where to go with the football. There was regression. When he faced the Detroit Lions a couple of weeks back, as the question continued to come up in, in that stretch of a couple of months there, and especially during all you know all the highlights and the, the 30 points a game being averaged, and folks would ask me, all right, what's the next step? What's the next phase for Justin Fields? My answer was consistent, just in, in continue to stack positive performance, continue to stack productivity, because consistency is, is immensely difficult to maintain in professional football. It's what? Like a like a, an RG3, and you know, injury is a part of that, or even a Vince Young. You know, like the, the, the you know, Cro-Magnet offense that Jeff Fisher ran for most of his career. You think back to Vince Young's rookie year with the Titans, they said, all right, let's run some of his college stuff. Now, they didn't lean into it year two and beyond, and Vince, Vince Young's, you know, limited as a passer or whatever else. But Jeff Fisher for that one season was willing to kind of adjust the curve a little bit even back then. So you do want to see Justin Fields continue to, to get – more more decisive with his throws, more consistent with his reads. And I do believe the volume of carries, you know, he's not going to be, he shouldn't be like a 150 carry plus guy for the remainder of his career, but that doesn't mean he can't continue to be a huge run threat. I don't need him to average 15 carries a game. It doesn't sound like he wants to do that regardless, but if that volume comes down and the volume of passes goes up and that trust between himself and his targets increases, that there's nothing to me to indicate that he won't continue to grow in that regard. Just enough to keep teams from thinking about going to any kind of man defense. Yes. When it's when it's enough like wait a second, we turn our backs to this guy. Mm-hmm. It's not fifteen yards. It could be seventy five yards. And then that's because once where... he gets ahead of steam, where usually we're used to being able to surround a guy and get him down, he blows right through it. And that's where you want the combination of having a playmaker on the outside who they say, you know what, we're we're gonna have to find ways to match up with that individual at times. And when they do go, man, it's not where Justin is the only weapon that you can exploit in that regard. Like the Eagles, when you go, man, then A.J. Brown is going to get one-on-one coverage, and they're going to say, Jalen, drop it back, and if you target him 15 times on a nine route in the game, he's going to win the majority of those. And even in a game where the defensive back covering him plays well, he's going to have 180 yards and a couple of touchdowns because he's that level of talent, and we have this schematic advantage that we know we can exploit where people don't want to play man against your running ability, but when they do, we know that if you don't carve him up with your legs, we have a playmaker on the outside that you can exploit because that matchup is now predetermined not only by the defense king on you as the only playmaker on the Bears offense, which Justin Field was, was for much of the season, but we have playmakers on the outside that we can take advantage of too. How do you value David Montgomery? David Montgomery, I believe, has more value to the Bears than he likely will on the open market. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a deep crop of, of running backs in free agency this time around. And he's, he's not a guy who's a touchdown waiting to happen. He's a guy who's he, he's an above-average runner. He's one of the best blocking running backs in football and pass protection. And his, his pass receiving, his route running skills, I really wish 
the Bears would have featured him even more as a route runner this year. If there's any critique I have of Luke Getze from the season, I think to try and find ways to create matchup with the minimal playmakers you have, David Montgomery in the route tree, David Montgomery in the slot, David Montgomery out wide, where you can create matchups with his route running ability, I thought that was underutilized. And with Cole Komet, it's hard to say sometimes because he's not he's not the most exceptional route runner, but he is just with his size. When he got to the point where he was actually catching the football consistently, that's a matchup you could have tried to exploit in different ways. They would scheme him open pretty effectively, but a lot of that was off movement of the pocket and Justin you know, being on the go and extending plays and, and things of that sort. But I think specific to David Montgomery, he's good at everything, but he's not really elite at any of it. So there's a role for that in Chicago with the Bears. So I, frankly, I would be surprised if the two sides don't, don't figure out a way to come to some kind of an, an agreement because he, he's not going to get – top level of the running back market money. He doesn't deserve that. That's not what his stats indicate, but he's a good football player who the Bears should want to keep around. I want him as part of a tandem with a faster guy. Yes, agreed. Agreed. And it's not that I don't like Khalil Herbert, but Khalil Herbert, the, the one thing he's really good at is vertical running, Go. but he's not necessarily. Like, he's can't block, can't catch. At, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> but, he, but he can go. That's a problem, and he's not. He's not at the top of the league with his ability to turn a a 20-yard run into a 60-yard touchdown. You know, he's 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 got more burst, more explosion than David Montgomery, but a lot of running backs in football have more explosion than David Montgomery. Yeah, his second to third gear mm-hmm. is terrific. Yeah. But top end home run top speed. Top end you're going to you're even going to run down Khalil Herbert. Right. You know, he he may be the Bears fastest running back. Certainly the Bears fastest good Running back, uh, you know, I don't know, Darrington Evans maybe beat him in a foot race or something like that. Tristan Ebner might be the fastest back they have. We don't really want to see him on the field that frequently unless he's blocking on special teams, which has a role. You can be a core special teamer, but they they could use a more a more combustible talent in the backfield. Let's take a timeout, and when we come back, let's talk with Big Ant about the Bears being in charge of the draft oh. and free agency. Yeah, We will have that discussion with Big Ant here next. Bernstein and Holmes here on The Score. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score. The game has come to dual threat quarterbacks. And dual threat in college, dual threat is a runner who can throw. In the pro, if you're going to be a true dual threat quarterback, you need to be a sophisticated passer who can run. We know that Justin and I, or all of us like us, we already know how to run. We don't need to be coached. But we do coaching sophisticated passing. We need to have a, a, a gurus that understand dual threat quarterback talent and then teach them how to throw the football. And we're getting that infrastructure more and more. Steve Young seeing himself in Justin Fields. Huh. With good reason. Yes! With very good reason. And and look at when he went from the USFL to the NFL and some of these, the, the famous highlights of his long forays down and around mm-hmm. the field and juking guys and doubling back and what he learned about passing where the threat was always still there. Right. Always still there. But that's a guy who evolved. Yeah. And I think that the the anticipatory nature of, of passing the football, when, when you have that, a lot of times it's innate. A lot of times, you know, like, like a great point guard in basketball, some guys can just kind of, they can see two and three passes ahead to either set that up or to make that pass themselves. And that, that's where, for me, why, even as they came out in the draft, Trevor Lawrence, to me, was the number one QB in that class and Justin Fields was the number two because there's more, to me, true like point guard instincts that, that Trevor Lawrence possesses and, and has passed the football with throughout his development than Justin Fields. But, but uh, you know, a shooting guard who can distribute and can continue to refine the true point guard craft – there's a lot of guys in the league. Steve Young was one of them, and even currently, like Josh Allen isn't a isn't a true point guard as a passer. He's not he's not throwing with with a lot of anti- not not like next level anticipation on a lot of his passes. Now you you will see that he mixes that in. He's improved at that, but just season by season, it's a part of the craft that he's gotten better at. But you can be a shooting guard and a big game hunter and just a physical dynamo, make a lot of plays in this sport, be in the MVP conversation, have your team on the cusp of or winning a Super Bowl without necessarily throwing with the anticipation of a Patrick Mahomes or, or a Peyton Manning. Tom, Tom Brady isn't even the greatest anticipatory passer. You know, like he's deadly accurate and consistent. The, the thing that separates Tom Brady from every other athlete walking the earth is consistency. And patience. 
a he's good a, word he's for an, it as he's well. He's incredibly patient. Yep. And it is never trying to do more than a play calls for. Mm-hmm. That that's the thing about it that he will he will the the whole death by a thousand cuts thing yeah. where if if run it again run it again <laughs> run it again and if there's if there's twelve yards to be had he's going to keep taking the twelve yards and it's annoying it's it's not particularly you know you, you know you don't some of his highlight reel throws aren't going to match up with everybody else's top ten no no but they and, don't have to and you know Peyton Manning's arm just pure arm strength wasn't any more elite than Tom Brady's but. But Peyton's highlights are what much more eye-popping. And watching the two of them play in person, facing them in person, Peyton Manning, just as a pure passer, was just you know far more, more kind of majestic in the way that, that he could, you know, throw a receiver open, you know, fire the ball to a spot where, where nobodies exist, and then a teammate just appears in frame. One of the, the great zone moment. passers, too. Yeah. I mean, just really yeah. being able to 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 touch balls into into a layer to be able to say over this guy but under this guy and make it effortless and and to be able to do so without having to fire it in there not having to to force the ball to, with strength and, and velocity and, and rpms to be able to get it there and not not everyone is that so justin throwing with more anticipation is going to be big it's going to be key it's something he began to do more effectively this season but if if he doesn't begin throwing the ball with a a Patrick Mahomes, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers level anticipation, well, very few guys do. And and it comes more naturally to some than others, but there's guys who perform at an extremely high level season in and season out, names I've already been listing, who who don't do that. I mean, Justin Herbert doesn't do that, but he's a physical dynamo, and I talked to Trent Dilfer about it, uh, whatever, a month or so ago, where his, his development arc, was one that I, I was curious when he came out of college. I, I evaluated he and Justin Fields in a very similar manner when when Justin Herbert came out of Oregon to what I did when Justin Fields came out of Ohio State, where both guys were so adept at the the big ball, at the 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 big game hunting, the deep and intermediate pass, the you know, and being deadly accurate with those, but the nuance, the finesse of the position really escaped both of them in college. And a lot of that was about the system that they were in. Justin Herbert has continued to get better at that. He's in a, a system and a, an organization with infrastructure surrounded by talent that's allowed his numbers to be immense throughout that time, but also his development at the position has improved immensely. And frankly, he's he's more physically gifted than Justin Fields is just at the for the quarterback position. So I, I don't have any I don't have any concerns if we don't see Justin's anticipation get to a, a Patrick Mahomes level. He he doesn't have to be that to be a highly effective passer of the football combined with his exceptional running ability. All right, a little role playing game here. You're Ryan Poles. Before we begin all of the pre-draft craziness between now and that night and that pick, what conversation, what private conversation are you having right now with Justin Fields? Uh, I, frankly, I, I think it would serve Ryan Poles to even say it publicly to the media. I mean, it, if you're the number one pick, does it negate your draft status that much to let everybody know we got our quarterback? I, I don't you know, you you hold all the cards. See, I th- with the number one pick. In I the think draft. they're different conversations. I think I think the public conversation has to be different than the private one. It it may end up being that, but why? While while your organization is in the infancy of its development under your leadership, why why even have the question linger of whether or not you believe you have the quarterback you want to build around? Because it because there are enough people already saying it. There are enough people thinking, well, you know, they didn't draft him. 
And these quarterbacks are pretty interesting, so why not at least allow that to be a little bit of an advantage right now? And so with the top pick, you think it in, increases your advantage that much? It, it, it doesn't decrease it. It and, doesn't decrease and, it. And with every day that goes by, every little bit of uncertainty is more value, more actual value to the Bears. My impression of Ryan Poles, and I've, I've only briefly interacted with him, just so my, my impression of Ryan Poles is that he he values relationship and the 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 human aspect of of what what he's attempting to build here, where you know I I, I do see value intellectually in you know whenever they what is it, tomorrow they address the media when, whenever when that happens if he doesn't just fully go all in for we'll, Justin Fields we'll carry it live by the way here on ten thirty ten thirty tomorrow we will be carrying the Ryan Poles press conference I, I see the intellectual value in not doing that while at the same time. Eh. If I were him, I I would do that. Like it, it's one thing, I guess, if you got the number two pick or the number three pick, you you hold all the cards as the number one pick in the draft. People will want that pick. There are enough QB hungry teams out there. I don't believe the Bears are one of them. I don't believe Ryan Poles believes the Bears are one of them. I, I I think even just for the internal aspect of it, I think it's more than safe to take that off the table. And you still hold all the cards in negotiation for anyone who wants to go get Bryce Young, for anyone who wants to go get C.J. Stroud ahead of the Houston Texans. Ahead, who knows what happens with the Arizona Cardinals. They just paid Kyler Murray a bunch of money, but they fired Cliff Kingsbury. He's injured anyway. And they don't particularly like Kyler Murray. They don't seem to. They don't seem to. And and Bryce Young is kind of a, a more likable, more mature version of Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, even though diminutive in stature, very talented runner and passer who throws with anticipation, point guard style, just apparently doesn't put all the records at work in and has never been a great people person. That was kind of the rap on him in college. And that too. is not at all what the scouting report says about Bryce Young. No, right. but, but amazingly, Kyler Murray's 20 pounds heavier than Bryce Very thick Young. guy. Very thick guy. That's true. That's true. Um so, I mean, as far as the, the private conversation, I think you 100% let, know, let Justin know, here's the things you need to improve on. Talk to Coach Flutes about the, this list of things over the offseason we want you to work on. Hey, keep me updated. When, when are you working with Chase? When are you getting with this guy and that guy? I'd love to just know how that's going. Let Justin know where you think he needs to continue getting better because that's apparent and obvious. But in the end, let him know we're, we're going to build this thing around you because that's, again, I, I think even publicly because when he was, he was going to be asked that. If he doesn't lead with it, He's going to be asked that. I think even do it in the Lovey Smith voice as a shout out to Lovey for getting you the number one pick in the draft. Justin is our quarterback. And then just allow them, now the media who's assembled there, to ask you a bunch of other questions that are going to be more pertinent to who you will actually end up targeting in the draft. Because people are going to want to trade up to number one regardless. So intellectually, I, I see the case you're making, but I think I think from a from a relationship perspective. For Justin to at least know, yeah, we're not about to give him a ten-figure contract or anything, but we love what we saw in his development this past season, and we are going to we're going to prioritize other things with this roster that needs help everywhere. One spot that we don't feel like we need to prioritize at the top of the draft is quarterback because we see the rest of the roster and we value what he was just able to do this past season with the roster surrounding him. I, I think it I think it makes sense to just go ahead and say that publicly. So now you go into this offseason with the world knowing Justin's our guy for at least 2023. And think about it, even if Ryan Poles doesn't dig Justin Fields, if he doesn't think Justin Fields is the future, how much sense does it make for the Bears to target a quarterback when you need help everywhere else? And you're going to be getting more first-round picks, probably. So the, they'll be able to deal with this later. They've got two more years of a guy who at least can make plays at the pro level. So if you're not projecting his ceiling as highly as I might project his ceiling. And honestly, three. 
Like with this, if you want to pick up the fifth year option, you yeah. got at least two, you maybe got, that third you've year. You got contract control of a guy that did special stuff for three years and problems everywhere else. And it, and if you feel like he's not progressing at the rate that you want in in next year's draft, you can be like, oh, okay. Now we now we understand that we need to go draft a quarterback. I don't anticipate that being a a, a big deal. How significant is it? that the Bears are sitting with number one and all the cap space they have? It, in my opinion, should raise expectations for next season. Not, you know, not division title expectations, because the division looks different now than it did two months ago. Like this, this division ain't going to be wide open like we thought it was. You look at what Detroit and, and Minnesota and, frankly, Green Bay were, were able to do for a stretch of time here. Younger Green Bay team, certainly offensively, that's going to have a chance to grow here. But that being said, you got – more cap space than anyone in the league, and now the opportunity to continue to accumulate all this enhanced draft capital. And so now the Bears find themselves in a position where they, they hold more cards than anyone else in the sport. And that, that's a powerful position to be in. It's the position – I don't necessarily even think Ryan Poles began the season targeting the number one pick in the draft. I, just, I think that he and Matt Eberflus evolved on the fly as they saw – the direction things were going. Like, I, they obviously went through a teardown and didn't resource anything last offseason. Like, right, let, let's get a high draft pick. We'll probably get a top 10 pick. But once it hit the stretch where they the number one picks on the table, then let's tear it down even more. Let's make some more cap space. Let's accumulate some more draft capital. And, and now, when the opportunity was there to seize the number one pick with the help of Lovey Smith, they were able to do it. So I'm, I'm at least impressed by the way that they've been able to sort of adjust on the fly when I don't think number one pick bad is what they targeted when the season began. Thanks for coming in today. Yeah, Much appreciated. That's Anthony Heron. We come back, there was some sobering Chicago sports news that we got last night as well that we're going to address uh, when we come back on The Score. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bernstein and Holmes, midday 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score. And 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. So amid everything else last night and all the excitement of a wild final day of the NFL regular season, the news came in the evening that White Sox closer Liam Hendricks is going to be taking some time away to treat non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And the 33-year-old closer disclosed that uh, he was diagnosed and is now going to begin that process with, with an open-ended timetable on his return. 
He said on his Instagram post, as a professional athlete, I've always been mindful to try and use my position in the public eye to the most positive ends possible by shining a light on causes or issues that touch close to home for myself, my wife, and my family. It is in that spirit that I want to share some personal health news I have learned in the past few days and do so on my terms. His post continues. Recently, I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Hearing the word cancer come as a shock to my wife and I, as it does to millions of families each year. However, I am resolved to embrace the fight and overcome this new challenge with the same determination I've used when facing other obstacles in my life. Liam continues, my treatment begins tomorrow and I am confident that I will make a full recovery and be back on the mound as soon as possible. I know with the support of my wife, my family, my teammates and the Chicago White Sox organization, along with treatment and care from my doctors, I will get through this. And for stage one, the five-year survival rate is more than 84%. For stage two, it's 77%. And in a relatively young, healthy professional athlete, I would think the there is a reason for optimism in his prognosis. I'm not an oncologist. I just can, I can tell you what the stats are. And if this does sound familiar, it was non-Hodgkin's lymphoma for which John Lester was treated when he was a Red Sox rookie. And uh, Anthony Rizzo, I believe his was Hodgkin's proper. And this is all because of the, the way sir, the presence of certain cells in the lymphocytes are, are detected by doctors. But the, the outcome curve for this is, I think, is certainly reason for, for hope and optimism for him. This is a statement from the White Sox and specifically from Rick Hahn regarding Liam Hendricks. Our thoughts and reactions at this time are for Liam, the person, not Liam, the baseball player. I know the entire Chicago White Sox organization, our staff, his teammates, and certainly White Sox fans will rally in support of Liam and Christy during the coming months. Knowing everyone involved, especially Liam, we are optimistic he will pitch again for the White Sox as soon as viable. In the meantime, we all do everything in our power to support our teammate, and his family as they face this challenge while also respecting their privacy. We do not expect to have any updates on Liam's playing status prior to opening day at the very earliest, close quote. The other thing, too, is if you work for Jerry Reinsdorf in any capacity, one of the hallmarks of his organizations has been in situations like this to make sure all of the best care is available to you, regardless of cost. And there have been people at various levels of Reinsdorf-run organizations say whatever else you want about Jerry Reinsdorf. But when it comes to medical care for people who work for him, he makes sure that you have the absolute best in the world. And, I mean, we saw that play out at the end of the season last year with Tony LaRusa, where – hey, you need to get off the field. Not only do you need to get off the field, you need to get back to Arizona immediately. On a private plane. Great. We're gonna, you're going to go and you're going to take my plane and you're going to go to Arizona to, to get the treatment that you need. It's definitely a, a, quite, a, quite a gut punch to the, the White Sox. And I'm, I appreciate Liam Hendricks talking about how hearing that word, like you're not, He's not expecting to hear that word. 
you know, 33 years old, like in the prime of his life, he's not expecting to hear that word and how traumatic that has to be for him. So beyond the treatment, there's also that part of it mm-hmm. that I think Liam, maybe more so than most professional athletes, is in touch with that, like the understanding of how this affects me other than the the disease itself and, and him working through all of the mental gymnastics that he's going to have to, to, to call on to combat this. So... Obviously, like we we wish him a lot of luck. Like there's he's one of the really good people in major league baseball. But even if he wasn't, you you would want someone to come out on the other side of this in in good standing. The what you said about non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and the cure rate on it and the you don't see it come back often uh, as is some other cancers do that gives me a lot of hope that that Liam's going to be okay but the he still has to go through this process and I can't imagine that it's easy no certainly not and I it'll be some time before we discuss what this means or does to any White Sox plans or how it affects anything regarding baseball because right now obviously it's it, all that matters is that he gets well as soon as possible. That's all anybody at that with that team is thinking about. Yeah, and and it should be. And you're right. Like it's we do talk about loyalty and sometimes a pejorative term when it comes to Jerry Reinsdorf, but these are the moments when he's exactly the person that you want owning the team because of the way that you know Liam is going to be cared for. That there isn't going to be some rush there, that, that he is going to be treated like a human being instead of just another person who happens to be on the roster. And it's not just the big name people. There's so, so many stories. Right. It's not just over the, the players. Right. It's not just, it isn't. It's, it's people that have worked inside that organization all the way down to people that you see when you're in the ballpark every day. And I, do you remember when when Bill Cartwright was having the the the, the issues with his voice got really bad and the nodes on on his vocal cords were were growing? Do you know? Do you remember what they did for him? They was it Pavarotti's? Yeah, they 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 flew him to Italy to see Pavarotti's personal physician to get an opinion on what they should do. Like they like you talk about pulling out all the stops. It isn't just like you know. Find me the, the the best you know voice box guy in Chicago. It was who's the best in the world, right? And what do we need? What can we do for you right now? That's the absolute best in the world. So obviously, we're all like trying to manifest good feelings, positive vibes for a guy that often is out there trying to manifest doing it for other people, good feelings and positive vibes. For all people, for marginalized people, mm-hmm. for for communities that don't have the same kind of voice, and he has used his voice in in public support of them. So uh, get well soon to uh, Liam Hendricks. Hundred percent. When we come back, we will talk about the Bears' season ending and them ending up with the number one pick with our guy Dan Weederer. Get his thoughts on things next here on the Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.